0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of DSLR Film New Podcast. We have Sully in the chat room already. It's uh like old times. Mitch, Dang. I haven't seen you I, for several months, man. What have you did, been did, up to? Uh, tell hi, me some pro, stories. Hi planet.
1: Oh, Earth. Hi, all you people. I forgot to open the chat window, so I'm going to have to do that while you're telling everybody about your background. Uh, so, I want to tell it. Oh,
0: oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Mitch. No, no, you go ahead. All right, well, before we get started, I wanted to uh, just give a product update here. Uh, in the past, I've, I've bragged about how great these uh, Best right Light V-Pad 150 LED lights, and I'll make sure to get that in the show notes. Uh, these are great lights. They're only like $20, except that sometimes they fail at random. Uh, this one <laughs> started smelling like burning tires about uh, 15 <laughs> minutes ago before the show started. So I still have one up over there to the right, but this one is toast. So uh, pro tip, and maybe not a pro tip, uh, you know, don't be dishonest, but if you order another one of these, they have no markings indicating which one is which, Uh, so you basically change out the broken one for a new one and send it back as a failed LED light. I don't know if that's the best way to go, but um, hey, uh, I I don't know what to tell you. They shouldn't fail as many times as they do. I've lost four of these already, so pro tip, uh, these are... Not very reliable. Mitch, what about you, man? <laughs> well, number one, I want to tell everybody how
1: mad I am at you. Uh-oh. I'm really mad at you. Um, I was going to go in last night and just watch a hair of the episode you did with Devin last week. And lo and behold, I got sucked into the whole show. What? yes i watched the entire show and and it just made me so angry because i was going to do several things and i'm i was just so fascinated with you guys so now i understand what the readership the watchership is like you know how addicting this show is so i'm really <laughs> mad at it
0: that was a really good discussion with Devin, uh, especially the working on the rogue one twitter uh account we had a lot of off air time to talk about that as well <laughs> <laughs> off air time golly yeah so mitch what have you been up to man it's it has been a while i heard you went to a road show of some kind and uh you know road, road show, show. Yes. and uh we'll get
1: into that in the show show in the show show the show show the so, show. does that mean i have it's... been no it's not time okay don't push the button not time I... you ask me a question and then you try to push buttons stop it um I, uh, I've i been doing a lot of photography, um, I just shot a review of that uh, Tokina lens that I showed off a couple of months ago, finally getting that under wraps, so that'll be coming up next week. Um, doing giveaways, by the way, there's a giveaway available right now if you go to planifyd.com. I didn't fix the... DSLR film noob link, so don't go there. (laughs) Planet5D.com slash giveaway. Uh, You can win a Stella Pro Action LED light kit uh, that ends on Monday. So hurry, hurry, hurry over there. Planet5D.com slash giveaway. And win, win, win. Uh, And next week, we're going to have a giveaway from Tenba. So if you're looking for some cool gear bags... Uh, pay attention next week we'll have another sweet giveaway. Yes, I love the applause. Thank you, thank you. Um, So, um, we've had ice storms. Like you said, you had ice storms, although our ice storm, it was was really kind of fun because it was 50 degrees on Thursday, and they said, we're going to get an ice storm tomorrow. So, everything like the roads were warm, so when it iced when we get freezing rain it didn't stick to the roads but it stuck to the trees and it was gorgeous gorgeous got out and shot some but i hear you've been stuck without internet for months and months
0: oh the uh the ice storms rolled in here into the portland area and uh it hit the gorge really bad uh up to two and a half to three inches of ice uh took out power uh for a couple days at a time. And of course, when they have to run a new drop from the pole to your house, it's uh, not an optimal time to (laughs) install Internet. And unfortunately, I am now in Mitch's situation where I have a single company with which Uh to deal. So uh, either it's Dish Internet, which is uh, basically useless, or it (laughs) is uh, cable Internet from a single provider who installs when they feel like it and gives you a five-hour window with which to take off work (laughs) in order to get said installation done. Nice. So there you have it. Uh, Part of the joys of buying a new house. Other than that, I am surrounded by cables right now because my desk is still a mess. Using a tiny monitor, which I was complaining about before the show. boo I had to go from a 42-inch to a 22-inch, and uh, (laughs) until I dig the 42-inch out of a box somewhere, that'll be... (laughs) my unfortunate pain to deal with we but, feel so sorry for you don't we yeah living the dream let them have dream. it chat room let them have it <laughs> all right on that note it is probably time to get started <laughs> with the news. the news time for the news all right first Woo-hoo! up is actually for mitch here we have heard that there was a big Rode announcement, as well as an actual demonstration and a show. And Mitch, I understand that you have (laughs) gone to said show. Uh, We've got uh, uh, some announcements of the Pro Plus, which uh, appears to be basically the Rode VideoMic Pro with some extra features. They've changed the shock mount, increased the time for running, uh, added that auto on off setup that's pretty nice, allowed for power via micro USB and increase the uh, filter range to two steps instead of a single step, which is kind of nice. What else do you know about this, Mitch? And uh, you probably <laughs> experienced it a little bit more than me. So tell me more yes, about the Pro Plus.
1: Yes, I have, I have much more experience on one thing than you. So it's a <laughs> bonus for me for once. You win this round. I do. I get to win this. But everything else in the show notes is all you. So I'll just be quiet and listen. Uh, at I've been blessed to uh, be invited to the last three road shows, and I love that they call it a road show, but it's R O D E, but not R O A D. Uh, they're wonderful people. I love talking to them. Um, so you know, they they did pay for my hotel, and and unfortunately, this time was in Vegas. Um, <laughs> I'm not very happy with Vegas. I don't like Vegas. It's not my town. So why they did it in Vegas, I don't know. But I did get to experience what it's like to stay in a hotel room that is in the neighborhood of $500 a night. Um, never experienced anything like that. And I will tell you that it's, it. my opinion is that it's not much better than a hotel room that's Hundred dollars a night, or sixty dollars a Did they get you a, a
0: honeymoon night. suite at the Sheridan or something?
1: Oh, it was it was the Mandarin or uh, Oriental. I almost said Mandarin Orange. That's oh. <laughs> 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 ah! the Mar- that really? Mandarin Oriental, which I'd never even heard of before. Um, but you know, they. I felt so foolish. <laughs> I'll tell you a s- silly, sad story. Um, I don't. Particularly care for the maid service coming in while I'm staying in a hotel room. So I put the do not disturb sign on the door. I'm looking all over, looking, looking, looking for a do not disturb sign. I can't find one anywhere. It's usually hanging on the back side of the door, right? In the cheapy hotel. So I actually go to reception and I say, Where's the do not disturb sign? And they say, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have little signs. We have lights outside the door, red meaning do not disturb, blue meaning valet service, blah, blah, blah. So they've got several different settings. But there's a little switch on the inside (laughs) where you push privacy, and it says privacy. It doesn't say do not disturb, so I was like, what the hell does privacy mean? (laughs) So, I mean, I felt really foolish, but, you know, apparently we peons who never go to the, to the fancy places, maybe not every ho- fancy hotel has those, I don't know, but yeah, I just was like, I feel so so low class having to ask for this. Wow. Uh, I, was, I was actually going to steal one off of a door, but I couldn't find one. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't lower myself to this. Anyway, uh, so Rode announced these new microphones, and unfortunately, they do this every two years. So it's not an every year event, it's every two years. So this time they don't actually have microphones that are ready to ship. They were in prototype mode, and I found out afterwards that they were actually using the new uh, Rode VideoMic Pro Plus on all of the cameras they were doing to record the event. Um, so I was like, "Damn! I, you mean I could have seen one and touched one?" And but they had them all packed away by the time I was. I by the time I discovered that. But basically, and and they also announced uh, three other microphones that have to do with you know musicians and audio recording, and um, they they put on a, I have a DVD or a Blu-ray here that I have yet to listen to where they have used their new ribbon microphones to uh, record the audio and and they played some of it in the hall while we were there and it's just like just like being at the concert it was amazing the microphones um so uh the Rode VideoMic Pro Plus which is most interesting to our readership's watcherships whatever um basically they've taken the Rode VideoMic Pro which has sold I don't know millions of units, and they fixed everything that was wrong with it, which is awesome. Uh, biggest complaint everybody had, of course, was you know r- originally was the little rubber bands, and they fixed that by putting on the Rycote shock mount. Uh, the second biggest complaint was that stinking door for the battery. Oh
0: yeah, that that's always a tough one, especially when you're kind of blind behind the the uh-huh. uh, microphone in front of the camera. It's a it's a pain in the butt.
1: Uh-huh. They so it it now is permanently attached and just swivels down and so you don't have to fiddle with trying to get that sucker back on. Uh, they obviously have a new rechargeable battery pack uh, which will give you 100 hours of time and if you don't have the rechargeable battery pack then you can double power it with two AA batteries um, which they always told me that they had to have the 9 volt batteries because the VideoMic Pro needed lots of power so they've they've obviously fixed some internals to make it use less power but still sound good uh, so um, they fixed that they have all the things you talked about, they have the new locking plugs. You can remove the plug, uh, the cord, so you can use their different adapters. So if you want to get, uh, if you want to hook the Rode VideoMic Pro Plus to your smartphone, they have an adapter. So you can now not need multiple little, ba- uh, little microphones. Um, I still have the the video mic what do they call it the mic I forgot what they call this No, oh, is video that the uh, little
0: one that attaches to your phone yeah
1: right so I I've used this quite a bit on my phone to give me a little bit better sound when I've been using the phone uh, but so you can now the new video mic pro plus will allow you to plug it into smartphones all kinds of other devices if you have just got the right adapter so that was pretty cool and the the plug is the locking plug from the other, I don't have the other one sitting here. Anyway, so, so it locks in place, so you're not going to have the, the jack, the plug, the, the cord unplugging itself. So I really like that part as well. But and the power on and off feature is like, finally, somebody's gotten smart in that it auto detects whether or not it's plugged into the camera. Or in, well, I won't say another power source. Uh, so, so if you turn it on and forget that you have it on, but you turn the camera off, the microphone powers off. I'm like, holy cow, this is brilliant! I, why, why didn't we do this before? So
0: you don't have to worry about leaving it on in your bag, which was yeah. always an issue with the other one. Yes. You would throw it in there, forget to check the lights. And yep. it would drain the battery, and the next time you go to use it, you'd be S O L unless you wanted to deal with changing the hassle-filled the <laughs> battery pack. Yeah,
1: and, and and of course that meant you had to have extra nine-volt batteries in your bag, which you know you don't use those for anything else. Uh, so now, at least, even if you if you run out a battery, if you if you somehow manage to run out of juice in then all you gotta do is put some double A's in. You can go to the store and get those much more easily than you can nine volts. Uh, and and everybody carries double A's
0: around with them these days, right? Right. So you are at the the announcement for this. Did they ever actually uh, bring out a Rode VideoMic Pro that has a built-in recorder? Because I know there was no. a lot of conversation about that for <laughs> what, about two years? And yes. then it just never really materialized. Um,
1: and and I really probably should have asked them that question. I forgot. I forgot that particular. Thing. I thought about it before I went, um, and I, I was going to ask, and then I didn't didn't remember. Um, that's a, every time I ever asked, they said there were engineering difficulties with that, and I don't know what those engineering difficulties are. They would not ever say, but uh, I think that product's dead. I don't think. <laughs> I don't. They also said that they had 30, 30 new products in the pipeline. Um, wow. Some of them big, some of them little. You know, it could be as much as an adapter, but uh, they showed the video. And if you go to the Plan5D.com article, or it's in the show notes that DJ linked to, uh, we actually found the, the video that they played live for us. Uh, and so you can see all of the behind the scenes and the The video is kind of cool because it shows the warehouse and uh, some of the the new additions they have. They've increased in 2016. They increased their staff by 30 percent. Wow! Um, the, the road is growing like crazy. Uh, Peter, uh, who is the CEO slash owner, I don't. I think he's the CEO, maybe they've given it. He's given up that title. Um, uh, it was the 50th anniversary last year of, of Rode Microphones and, and Friedman Electronics is, is actually the company that owns Rode Microphones, but uh, Peter is, it's fascinating to listen to him talk uh, because he tells the stories about how, how many times they almost went under in 50 years. The company was started by his father. Uh, and he he loves to tell the story about how he took it over being a smart young man and was going to just make all kinds of money and was in debt up to his patuka and uh they almost went under a couple of times and then when they st- he he actually was in the United States because road is from australia i I think most people know that, but um He was actually in the United States and went into a music store in L.A. with one of the early prototypes of the first Rode microphone, and was about to give up and go home and fold the whole company. And he ended up convincing the store owner to buy a hundred. And he's—I mean, it was—it was like do-or-die situation, and he convinced the store owner to buy a hundred and from there became road microphone the way we know it today and they're they're dominating the market I mean I know a lot of people use Sony and and Canon and other kind of
0: microphones but everywhere I
1: go I see road mics
0: well roads kind of uh, done this thing where uh, they've moved into the market where people weren't really paying attention uh, so the on-camera small mic to just just get room sound or what have you like the video mic pro and the original video mic uh, and no one was really doing that uh, there were a bunch of these kludgy put a battery in a uh a shotgun microphone and sort of like mount it somehow onto your camera things that were were basically useless uh people were trying to do <laughs> and rode Packed it all into one little thing, and that was awesome. And then this mic, and I, Rhodes is not even a sponsor of mine, <laughs> but uh, this video mic pro that I use, uh, you know, I, I used to um, have a bunch of other microphones for doing this sort of talking head stuff, and this microphone is awesome. And they keep innovating in those little spots where uh, no one's really trying very hard, or you either have the high end and an extreme low end, but no middle. Uh, I can't say Rhodes perfect at everything. Uh, right. uh, some of their <laughs> some of their wireless solutions I'm not extremely fond of. Um, right. Let me tell you, Wi-Fi is probably not the best way uh, to go about uh, communicating audio across distance in a pro application. But as far as microphones go, uh, best middle to high end mics out there. Uh, uh, plus, you know. <laughs> They also have the, the boom mics that are available, uh, yep. the NTG uh, one through four, which has always been very confusing to me, uh, which are all great middle of the line microphones that are affordable. And if you don't have the budget to go $1,000 or $2,000 into a nicer Sennheiser mic or something like that, uh, there isn't really anything until you get down to Audio-Technica, which is you know, down towards the bottom. And Mitch is holding up oh. a microphone right now. Which one is that? Well, I thought I thought there was a microphone in this box. Ah,
1: <laughs> I must be using it. It's the NTG four, which which I really like because it, it 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 has power in it and it rechargeable and everything else. Um, All right. The other thing, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. The other thing they announced uh, last, I think it was October. They announced that they bought a company called Soundfield and. Of course, I knew nothing about Soundfield because they were in a totally different market. Uh, but they, Rode also announced that they have taken the Rode video mic and made a Soundfield edition. And this is gonna be really cool in itself. So the Soundfield edition is a four mic bundle so it's if you take the x the xy microphone position and double it it's basically 360 degree sound uh and they're primarily initially aiming sound field right now sound field's been around for 30 years i think he said uh the the sound field gives you this massive stereo surround sound options and so they've created a new video mic with SoundField in it, which is customizable. The thing that really blew me away that I didn't understand is that they can take those four microphones in this weird X, Y position thing and they can customize it so they can actually, you can do a shotgun mic uh, out of it so you could buy the new uh, video mic sound field. The names keep getting me <laughs> confused. And you can flip a switch, and it is basically the s- similar to I won't say the same, but the s- similar profile as the video mic shotgun, the video mic Pro. So it would be a forward-looking uh, surround sound. If you wanted stereo, and that would be a mono thing. If you want the because Rode also has the Rode video mic stereo, right? Video stereo yeah. mic. Uh, you can flip another switch, and you can either get a narrow stereo stereo field or a wide stereo field. And so you have three different options of how you want to record sound. So if you need ambient sound, for example, of the room, uh, you could use it as a stereo mic. If you want it as a shotgun, you can also use it that way. So one microphone will do both jobs for you
0: so um, not to rain on your parade too much mish no. but uh check this this guy out so uh the zoom h2n which yeah, provides there was some... yeah, a very uh, decent pattern uh, it's uh forward backward you have the four mic array that gives you two sets of 90 degree fields of listening as well as a two mic array and a front back and an xy pattern uh similar to what you're describing but uh, this one actually has Uh, um, a built-in field recorder Recorder. as well. So uh, how does this differ from something like that, Mitch?
1: Um, There was some conversation by people about whether it would replace their H2N. Um, And, of course, we haven't had our hands on these yet. So my understanding from talking to Rode is that uh, the sound field software is much more... Um, I don't know, vibrant, resilient, uh, I don't know what the right word is, uh, than the H2N. But it also means that you have to have additional software. And there's a different output plug uh, if you want the sound field capabilities, which they really didn't get into. Um, So, again, it's still in an early prototype phase. It's not going to be out for months and months. We didn't get any kind of pricing information or release dates um i just do know that some people are using that h2n uh, to do similar functionality so i didn't you know we'll
0: have to see it looks cool i just um, some of those things when they get into the stereo sound it's like what do you what do you need this for guys because I, I, I and i understand like surround sound is, a, is an actual thing but if you ever work on the audio production side of designing surround sound most of it is all hypothetical. You don't actually uh, capture the sound in real life. You create the sound, you pan it across multiple speaker ranges, and you do all these other things in post to build the soundscape and the background noise and all that stuff. Uh, the only time I've ever needed a microphone that picks up even stereo in most cases was to simply uh, gather some acoustical stuff for that sound creation, Uh, never for actual Hey, um, I need to get this guy talking, and it would be, you know, it would be great if I could get this in stereo. Like, I just really want this guy in stereo. Like, it's it's one mouth. Like, he, he only yes. projects one way. So, uh, yeah. And when you get more patterns than that, uh, there's a few really unique cases where people want to do uh, capture of nature or birds or uh, a certain really spe- specific audio uh, uh-huh. needs. But for filmmakers. I don't know i haven't met a single filmmaker and maybe the chat room can correct me that's like boy if only i had four microphones or eight microphones or ten microphones all pointed in every single direction to just capture everything i would honestly be afraid that i would end up in the recording uh while running the camera so well i don't really know
1: and and the other thing and and we've had discussions about this before you and me and um they're aiming this at the 360-degree virtual reality market. Ah, uh, maybe that's so. So, So, the, the point being, if you're going to record video that gives you 360 degrees, wouldn't it be awesome that if you're wearing a visor or whatever, if you turn your head, then you would actually have the sound rotate with you, where typically most things don't happen like that. So... I I jumped on it because I thought it was interesting, uh, the options of having either, you know, multiple different um, polar patterns. uh, But they're they're targeting it more at the 360 virtual reality market. And we've yet to see whether or not that sucker's going to take off. I was actually just watching this morning. uh, The New York Times is doing a daily 360-degree video. Really? I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. They're putting out a new one every day. Hmm. And um, the video quality absolutely sucks. I think they're designing it for people to watch on a smartphone. Uh-uh. Um, Because I was watching here on my monitor, my twenty-seven-inch iMac, and it's like the most pixelated stuff you ever saw. Um, it's interesting. Like this morning was on a ballet dancer in New York City. Followed her around for the day through her day um, and I I still I think it's it's interesting to be able to pan around but it slays me that they're putting up um, a, a, com- a a text on the screen about what's happening <laughs> but that only appears if you're looking at the center.
0: Oh, and so man.
1: as you kind of look around, you kind of, you feel like, wait a minute, maybe they're showing some text that I need to be reading. So you try to quickly jump back to center to see if there's any text there, which totally, to me, distracts from the point of,
0: you know, whatever. Yeah, that so, stuff needs to follow you. Uh, if it doesn't follow you, then it becomes sort of, I don't know, not useless, but uh, yeah, useless actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it mean, is. And if, distracting. Yeah.
1: So you know, there's there's a lot of learning yet to be done with 360 stuff. and and like I say, it's I think it's interesting. Um, I mean it in that video, for example, it reminds me of my ability right now'm I'm, I'm, I'm working with my daughter's color guard group, and I get to go in and, and behind the scenes, and see what they're doing during the day, during their practice, and at showtime and stuff like that. So, it's kind of it's kind of like being there if you can't be there. I like the 360 aspect of that, but I certainly wouldn't spend my whole day watching a movie or a TV show or something shot in 360. I don't. I don't see any way that's going to really work. But anyway, so in our in our arena, there's these two new mics from Rode. Um, I think they're going to be pretty cool. We don't know pricing. We don't know when they're coming out. And that's my story.
0: Nice. Uh, so, Mitch, uh, one one thing I just want to comment in the chat room because everybody seems to be asking me about this. Uh, I, I mentioned a little complaint about a uh, uh, Rhodes complained? wireless system. Uh, and I want to clarify, guys, uh, the wireless system, all, all the Wi-Fi units in general, period, um, are not something – that I would want to use at any kind of distance, uh, period, at all. Uh, secondly, um, I've done tests, Devin and I both have done tests on these, the Rode Video Mic or Video Pro Wireless Unit and the Audio-Technica, and I, the model numbers escaping me, Wireless Wi-Fi Unit, uh, both of those are the strongest out of the Wi-Fi offerings that are available. However, uh, the Audio-Technica I believe will go about 40 feet before it gets unreliable. The road will go about 25 to 30 feet before it gets unreliable. And in heavy wifi areas, I would push that back yeah. to like 10 or 15 right. feet maximum. Uh, if you are being paid and you are in a congested area or a city for example. Uh, UHF is still the way to go. Uh, it's more expensive. Yes, I understand that. Uh, but if you're getting paid, you want your audio to show up at the recording. And if it doesn't, uh, you might as well not even shoot the video. So keep isn't, that in isn't mind. is wire the better option? Uh, The wire is the best option but uh, sometimes wires are not the case and make sure if you can afford it that you spend the money on one of the more expensive uh, auto signal detect, auto interference detect systems, Uh, some of the more expensive Sennheisers if you are getting paid quite a bit uh, do detection and will move channels automatically if they find a conflict on the channel. So. Those are really important, and there's a reason why some of those cost over a thousand dollars. They do a great job, and you never have to worry about them failing live. However,
1: well, you pay the, a lot of money for them. Yeah, don't. T- I haven't tested the the roads like you have. Um, don't the roads do auto detect and switch channels?
0: They do. However, every single cell phone and other device out there, even down to uh, simply Wi-Fi routers in the area are using the maybe 12 allocated channels available. So uh, so you're saying as, the, the more expensive ones use different channels? Uh, so the more, ex- the more expensive ones use a different frequency. Uh, right. So Rode uses the uh, 2.4 gigahertz band, which is Wi-Fi. Uh, your UHF bands are 500 megahertz and 600 megahertz. Uh, those are a much higher frequency and are reserved for those particular frequencies uh, of communication and so on for uh, uh, public use. Uh, the Wi-Fi band is used for everything from uh, cordless phones to your right. cell phones, uh, uh, Wi-Fi connection, everything across the board. And then you know, even this camera I have here, my Sony A7S, all those are kicking out Wi-Fi. And it, it, the Wi-Fi channels available at the 2.4 gigahertz range aren't that many so even if they can hop channels that's awesome but you have five or six people also hopping channels in the same area and suddenly uh it gets very congested so then it's a matter of signal strength and the road doesn't quite have as big of an antenna as uh, some of the competition Uh, so its signal strength is a little bit lower however adding two antennas only increases your distance by maybe five feet so uh, it's great if your subject is close to the camera or you're just doing one or two of them. But uh, if well, you you're get out any. In the woods. Yeah, if you're out in the woods, that's great. <laughs> if you're in your apartment by yourself and it, there's not very many Wi Fi signals, it's awesome. You live out in the country, great. Uh, you go to a city, a major auditorium, uh, you have a bunch of other people working there. Uh, definitely not my first choice. Uh, If I have to be more than 10 or 15 feet away from my subject, which in an auditorium, a lot of times you have to capture more than one person running around on stage. So and and again, Mitch brought up a great point. Wired mics are the best because (laughs) there's absolutely no interference. Uh, They are great, though, and they're very affordable. So don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, completely poo-pooing any of the 2.4 gigahertz uh, audio systems. You just got to know what their limitations are. Now, and, and that's why I love you, DJ, because you've used all these things
1: like crazy and you've learned these lessons and are willing to share them with us. Thank uh, you.
0: And there's a, there's a brand, and it's escaping me right now. I think it's uh, Ultrasonic or U uh, Sonic. Um, uh, they make really awesome Wi Fi or w- wireless systems for audio, and they come in a rack, and you get uh, four or eight of them at a time, and they're all dedicated to their own channels. But to rent those, it's $1,000 a day holy i I wouldn't even imagine owning one uh and they're amazing so (laughs) when i have a really high value production that i'm working on i will rent one of those because i can just hand out mics like candy and they do an excellent job but (laughs) my god i would never be able to afford owning one of those so uh, just something to think about now speaking of things that are expensive imagine for a moment if you will mitch a camera an action cam built into a can that has a gimbal system does, <laughs> does that sound like something you would waste i don't know maybe 650 dollars or so for a 4k no. camera uh, if you would meet the roll cap uh, this is basically everything i just described uh, pricing expected to be between 500 and 600 the 4k action cam with a three axis gimbal built into a little can battery life is expected to be about 110 minutes roughly and this thing is sort of awkwardly shaped and uh, not the most convenient, but it's, it's small enough about the size of your fist. Mitch, I know we always seem to go back to action cams. You what do you think about, <laughs> well, there's so many new action cams, I gotta cover them all. This, this one actually I thought was kind of clever. They're, they're basically giving you the gimbal, the camera and everything in a waterproof uh, dive case, which is, is sort of strange. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Would, you, would, you, would you spend money on this? No. no. I
1: want you to go back.
0: Uh, if, for
1: those people who are watching, please click on the link and go to the Roll Camp website. And I'm, I know you love me because I talk about really weird different things, right? Absolutely. Uh, when I went to this website, I want to know right there. Don't move. Don't scroll. I want to know how that woman got that belly button. That is the most bizarre <laughs> belly button I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I mean I saw this and that was where my eye went. I'm like, What?
0: Hmm. I mean it's maybe like it's, totally straight maybe it's a up and squeeze down vertical of the of and... <laughs> It's uh maybe the pants are just squeezing the belly button together in a strange uh, way. Uh
1: I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> but any I think she's had plastic surgery to make this really perfectly vertical long belly button. It's weird. Um, uh, okay, I think, I think it's 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 too big and clunky for most people. Listen, I mean, it, on her hip, it looks really weird. It looks, I mean, it, the picture of the k- guy playing with his kid where he has it mounted on his shoulder, right up at the top. I mean, it's right kind of small.
0: Top. Well, here's a yeah. skateboard. That's yeah. If that you makes know what the size of a truck's on a skateboard. It looks like it's about the uh, roughly the same size, so fairly decent, bigger than his arm, yeah so I don't Anyways. know when i saw I saw this, I thought like this is cool, but uh you know what, moving on. <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Um, it's supposed to be uh, coming up in third quarter. So if you're interested in an in action cam with that uh, go for it. The next one on my list here and uh, We've already spent actually way more time than I was expecting on some other stuff. I, I know. I'm fly through these um, the, <laughs> the first thing is the Pentax KP and uh, this is announced uh, here recently We're expecting a APS-C size camera. That's uh, basically about a thousand ninety nine dollars uh, This has all the features you'd expect, the 24 megapixel sensor, uh, all the uh, video recording capabilities that you could shake a stick at, 27 points of autofocus, and of course, the flippy dippy screen. The other thing <laughs> of note here is also that this camera has inbuilt image stabilization, 5-axis in fact, and that is something that now every camera manufacturer Except minus Canon is Canon. offering. Now, Mitch, uh, I know they have the M5, which has digital stabilization. Uh, d- do you think uh, we're ever going to see nope. in-body image stabilization nope. from Canon? No. Nope. No? Really?
1: I, but It goes back to, and unless I'm, I'm I, have I been wrong before?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> multiple, multiple times. But I keep going back to what I've learned about Canon. And that Canon makes bodies to do what? Sell lenses. That's true. So if they can have a lens that they can charge an extra 200, 300, whatever the the upsell is by having image stabilization in the lens, why would they put it in the body? They've got so many people buying so many Canon
0: lenses. Um
1: I, I would argue, though, that
0: the in-body image stabilization is superior in many cases to the uh, lens stabilization. Uh, that's not the case for really long lenses, but for many of the shorter focal throws, it seems like I would rather have a much wider aperture than a freaking motor spinning inside of the lens. Am I and wrong? The, and they never put a IS on anything below 85, okay. right? Uh, well the no, they uh, they have a twenty eight and uh, I believe do a five. yeah, the filmmaker specials uh, they're about six hundred dollars and they're like f two eights and uh, they have is built in no. and they' okay, uh, they're it. Uh, they're, ex- they're over well, they're very expensive for an f two eight lens uh, they do have image stabilization in body, but it's kind of like, what are you doing canon uh, you know uh, i would rather this be a nice uh f18 or f4 f14 as opposed to f28 and have right. this uh you know stabilization in there uh, maybe i'm wrong i don't think i am but uh, ah. well oh, canon canon's pretty good
1: at at sensing the market i w- i also want to say something that that slayed me and i know i keep getting way off topic <laughs> but I went to read the article uh, that you posted about the new Pentax over on DP Review. And on the sidebar, they have, what's your version of the best product for 2016? It was a poll that they posted, and you can no longer vote. Uh, but the best product of 2016 by voters on their website is the Nikon D500. Really? 25.4%. Uh, there's n- not even a mention of the 5D Mark IV, okay? And I know you don't particularly care for the 5D Mark IV, but... Uh, and the second most popular was the Fuji X-T2. I'm like... Yeah, people uh,
0: love the Fuji, actually. Yeah.
1: I know I know people love the Fuji, but... Um, <laughs> there's not a single Canon mention here, and, and maybe that's significant. Uh, and I don't know whether there were any options for any Canon products or other products. I mean, they've got the Olympus 100 or 12 to 100 lens, which I'd never even heard of. I, so it, it just slayed me at the at this at these choices.
0: Um, the, the 12 to 100 f/4 is actually a beautiful little lens, by the way. If you're a Micro Four Thirds shooter. Oh my yep. gosh! Uh, that thing is compact, has tons of reach, and it is very sharp and uh, water sealed, all that business, uh, and it's that's priced it well hit the, too.
1: That's why it hit this list, I guess, because uh, I certainly didn't hear about it. But DJ yeah, that's knows only everything. for
0: micro four thirds shooters, Mitch. And uh, as a full frame shooter like yourself, this would be a useless lens for you unless you only well, sure, want a tiny circle I'm in the also, middle.
1: I'm also supposed to be aware of all the things in the market,
0: you know. So, uh, the market is so big these days it's hard oh, <laughs> it was... it's amazing isn't it anecdotally and, and... oh go ahead Go ahead. no no uh, you an... said... anecdotally i go out um on occasion and i lead a photo group where i bring you know 10 or 15 photographers and i walk them around portland and they take pictures of stuff you know and uh, you know you get a kind of weird swath of everybody because photography has a wide umbrella and there are two or three fuji shooters in there and it started out as one guy and then people saw his images and then it was two guys and uh, now it's a gal and two guys that are all shooting on fuji and huh. they freaking love it. it and i will tell you like the the cameras are well built they feel nice they have that sort of retro modern feel that's olympus is good at and some of these other brands and the images are really nice plus I'm not moving to Fuji by any means, but for photography, they do have a really decent lens selection. And because there aren't so many Fuji shooters, uh, the lens prices on the used market are pretty reasonable. So, you yeah. know, that's something to think about if you're strictly on the photography side. If you're doing video as well, uh, the Fuji cameras, are a lot of them, especially the older ones, are mich- missing out on a few things. Uh, same with Pentax. Mitching out? Uh, mitching out. <laughs> That's a Freudian Ah, slip. That's a new one. Yeah. Uh, Write that down. Mitching out. So, I don't know. Pentax is the same way. You know, there's mentions in the chat room that it doesn't have 4K shooting. It it does have a 4K uh, interval movie, which is basically a a sort of a time lapse or stop motion 4K. Uh, That seems to be a thing that people want in every camera, and I'm not. Uh, arguing that because I I want 4K in every camera from now on. There's no no point in making a camera these days without it. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't want to discourage any of the other brands. Uh, last time we talked about a Pentax camera, people just blew up. Were upset about us not covering it enough. So there you go. There's Pentax new camera. Looks nice. Whatever. Do you? Have, uh, oh,
1: let me. Since you're talking about it, since you brought it up, and I know you probably want to go. So um, we we're 45 minutes in, and I keep extending every story. I know. Um, I know I'm I'm just that way. You you should know that, TJ. Um. I, I'm trying to find some some quick information on the internet, and you know I'm getting multiple different stories. But several charts I'm looking for, like Pentax market share in the camera market, appears to be like two to four percent, depending upon which one you look at. Uh, yes. Fuji is five percent, maybe. So I'm kind of surprised that if you have a group of people that, that show up, um, and every you know area is going to be obviously different, but if you were to get 100 people to show up to have five of them have Fuji would be kind of strange. And so you're getting a tiny little group and two of them have Fuji? Three cool. now.
0: Um, Three so now. the other thing that's, and I don't know if this is uh, um, a coincidence or not, but they're older folks, uh, 50s and 60s, and they're also all college professors um <laughs> so i don't know is you know fuji the subaru of uh of cameras <laughs> you know like uh, they're like well, we got to have our subaru we got to have our fuji camera uh, and they all do a lot of traveling too uh, most of them are uh, college professors who do like sociology or uh, childhood development in foreign countries, so they're out of the country for a month or two out of the year, you know, doing research studies on whatever, and and they always have these beautiful pictures with their Fuji cameras that they bring back, or even huh. you know in Portland when we're taking photos, they do a great job. So I, I don't know if it appeals to a certain group, and and maybe it's that uh, market between a Micro Four Thirds and a APS-C where they want more in terms of shallow depth of field and so on but they aren't going full full frame and they want to have a retro style camera and to be honest there isn't really a retro style camera available in full frame uh, from Canon, Nikon, you know whatever Uh, so your next step to get to retro and APS-C would be your your Fuji's and your Pentax. So maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe it's a style choice as far as, yeah. uh, uh, I know Could f- be. a few people that carry around, uh, very expensive hazelblats and, uh, so on just for the look at this beautiful camera on my hip thing. <laughs> I've, I've never been able to pull that off because I'm already not a <laughs> dapper gentleman. Uh, okay. <laughs> Quickly, before I get out of here, because, uh, we have run a little know, bit I'm, further than I wanted. I'm sorry. One story I wanted to talk about, I'm going to skip uh, the uh, Chromebook story for now, and I'll say that okay. for the next episode, uh, but I did want to quickly talk about this, and this one is near and dear in my heart, and uh, we were talking about audio frequencies, and it, it's something that I haven't seen reported uh, anywhere, really, in the video community, which is sort of frustrating. Uh, if you guys remember, I've been warning for about a year now that uh, the FCC is trying to sell off the 600 megahertz band Uh, that is a band that's associated with many of the wireless audio units that are out on the market right now Um, in fact uh, companies like Sennheiser and uh, Saramonic and others all sell 600 megahertz systems uh, but the FCC tried to auction them off now the interesting thing about this is that the FCC started the auction at a minimum bid of 84 billion dollars that's with holy crap and guess what no one bid on the spectrum Uh, they were expecting the spectrum to rake in over a hundred billion dollars but it has not (laughs) lived up to the potential now the way it works with the fcc is every time an auction fails to meet the minimum bid they lower the bid and try to auction the uh, spectrum again and they've lowered the bid uh, three times now they're on stage four and stage four they've lowered it to 10 billion dollars and they're still not getting anybody to bid the minimum value to buy the spectrum now uh, the reason this is interesting is number one it could mean that uh, they'll never get rid of the spectrum and it could remain public use which is great for people that still own 600 megahertz equipment Uh, the other thing is interesting about this is why the spectrum is no longer worth that much money and if you go back maybe eight or nine years uh, people were willing to pay outrageous sums of money for 900 megahertz and so on Uh, and the sec assumed that this would be the case as well but it turns out that 5g is right around the corner and everybody wants a higher frequency spectrum in order to accommodate the data rate. Now, without getting too far into the weeds about how that works, uh, expect you know maybe the six the six gigahertz band or the five gigahertz band. Some of those higher bands uh, to sell for a crazy amounts of money, but no one wants the lower frequency spectrum because it's not able to handle the data rate that right. these higher frequencies are capable of handling. So i guess where i'm going with this story is uh if you own wireless kit that's in the 600 megahertz range you may have another year possibly two of reprieve before they ever huh. managed to sell this crap off which is really strange and interesting and this was a, a money grab by the government to uh, uh get rid of some of the spectrum and they've also done this thing where they've consolidated a bunch of the frequencies that were used that used to be available to the broadcast providers in order to uh auction that off as well, but a lot of those frequencies are in the u h f band, which I don't know if they're gonna have any luck selling mm. I, I know this is like uh not your can of worms no. mitch, but uh <laughs> you have any input on this i'm I'm fascinated to hear this um no,
1: I don't have any knowledge to share, but it's certainly very interesting conversation and um it's funny
0: how markets change isn't it (laughs) well uh, so the next thing to to think about folks and and i just want to get this out there before we end the show uh the next wave of internet providers and internet to your home is most likely going to be a via 5g service. Uh, a lot of these um, towers can do beam forming and uh, multi frequency hopping and frequency share systems where you're using two different frequencies to come into a device, which means you can get 50 to 100 uh, megs worth of service. And you're almost only limited by the trunk connection to the uh, cell phone tower itself. Uh, A lot of these areas like where I live right now that could actually end up being competition for the local providers. Uh, The maximum internet speed you can get here in town is 100 meg down and 10 meg up. And I already with 3G or with 4G, excuse me, get about 35 down and 10 up which, you know, you take that up to a second mixed frequency uh, broadcast system, and holy cow, uh, you could double or triple that really easily and then provide an affordable competition to uh, said local providers. Uh, yeah, well, those...
1: but, yeah, but we already know. I mean, look at your data charges on your cell phone service. You know, you, I, you I don't certainly have to worry can't about do that streaming or un... anything else. I'm unlimited, yeah, Mitch, yeah. so bragg, I hit a terabyte. Bragg. Sometimes brag, in a month. brag, brag, Yeah, you better not ever cancel that program because you're SOL. Yeah, ten gig um, would I've be tried, awful. I've tried to to try to save a little bit of money, and and I, I'm on a ten gig service for a family plan, which is costing me two hundred and something dollars a month, which is just crazy stupid. Um, but if but they're not. There, there isn't anybody that's offering unlimited data anymore on a, on any kind of a, cell service.
0: My, I know uh, of.
1: there probably is. I don't know. But. My
0: contract is uh, several, well, t- fifteen years old, ten years old. Um, nice. I think I've got a, I got a picture here, uh, of uh, one month, and this is only halfway through the month, so you guys can see this, uh, right here. Uh, that's Jeez. that's a uh, uh, 23 gig in you know maybe 15 days and that's a very light month for me <laughs> I've got nice. uh, I've got some worse ones uh, I think my record let me see if I could find it oh here this one will shock you oh my god that's a uh, 1050 gig for those of you listening in between April 28th and uh about uh, three quarters of the way through the month so i am the jerk that drives up the cell phone charges for <laughs> everyone else i apologize Thanks a lot dj nice <laughs> you unlimited old contract guy oh man smart but, man you're smart uh, on the other side though you mentioned limits and uh, uh quickly addressing that did you know that uh, several of the providers uh, time Warner, i think is one Uh, Charter is another, as well as Comcast have started to introduce limits in some markets. And recently, um, I got an extra bill uh, from my Portland house uh, about uh, three months ago, two months ago, for upload charges. Uh, Apparently, um, I was using too much upload bandwidth and uh, crossed some secret threshold that was uh, 500 gig or so. And one of the things I didn't think about is um, a lot of times if I'm working on remote projects or even doing these uh, podcasts, it uses a lot of upload speed. And yep. doing the remote projects, I generally will drop four to eight gigs worth of footage online overnight for whoever's working remotely to uh, look at, use, do whatever they want with. And then we'll do project generations where we create new files and send them up. And, and that's a lot of data. And yeah. The caps are usually mentioned in download speeds, uh, but they work both ways apparently. So uh, that ended up costing me an extra forty bucks for going over, and they, they charge you X number of dollars for uh, every hundred gig over. You know they just basically knock you up to the next tier. And uh, this is happening throughout the states. You start watching Netflix and some of these other things, and your download speeds five hundred gig or, or even you know a terabyte. Uh, that's not unreasonable for five or four TVs in a household to go through. You have some kids, you know, like playing video games online. You have your wife watching a movie. You have yourself streaming something from somewhere else. You watch some YouTube videos. Maybe you uh, download like five games from Steam, and you could cross that threshold in a heartbeat, and it's really scary stuff. Yeah. Amen. I don't like that. Anyway, that's enough doom and gloom. Um, Sorry for my one terabyte worth of usage cell phone service, guys. Uh, I'm a jerk. I'll admit that. Um, Last thing before we get out here. uh, Thanks, everybody, for uh, hopping online and hanging out in the chat room. We love the chat room. We love all you guys showing up. Sorry we've been gone for so long. Completely my fault. Uh, Back. Have a house again. Uh, We're stable. The show will go on. And uh, thank you, Mitch, for... Pausing with the show for this long and coming back, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, I had a great vacation without you. Uh, sometimes it's <laughs> you know these early mornings. It's nice to uh, sleep in, and I dreaded getting up at four thirty to do the show
1: this morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. But uh, it'll be a regular basis because uh, now I'm uh, nine to five, or not nine to five, seven to three thirty. So I work eight days a, or four. I don't. Even you work a eight days a week. week? Eight There's days a Beatles a week. song. Yes, all right. Uh, on that note, Mitch, where can people find you? <laughs>
1: I am at Planet5D.com. Don't forget give giveaway, the Stella Pro Light Kit. Uh, Planet5D.com slash giveaway that ends on the 31st.
0: Um, Twitter, I'm Planet Mitch. I'm Planet Mitch everywhere, so look for me there. And as always, guys, you can find me at DSLRFilmNoob.com, on Twitter at DSLRFilmNoob, and uh, One Lone Dork channel. You're already here on YouTube, probably, so you know that part. Uh, You can find this (laughs) podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are distributed. We love for you to rate and... Subscribe and uh, tell your friends about this because if you are into cameras, chances are your friends are too. Talk to them, yes. tell them, bring them in. And we'd love to see them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will see you on another exciting episode of TSR Film Noob. Belly button episode. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I was not going to read out loud some of the things about belly buttons in the chat room.
1: <laughs> I didn't even see those. I got to go back and look at that.